Hey, what's up, guys? Steve here. I just want to say what's up before the episode. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, I hope you're really going to enjoy it. This is a comedian. Uh, obviously, you've looked at the thing. You know who it is. You hear in the episode. His name is Bruce Jingles. He's actually a really funny guy. We discuss it right at the end of the podcast. I'm super happy to have him on. He is going to be on the Jericho Cruise, the second wave. So I'm really lucky to get him on for the show. Uh, for me, another big name. Uh, with that being said, I'm not going to name any names, but I can tell you folks, uh, I got a big name in a couple weeks. I'm not going to lie. I'm recording it tomorrow and we're talking Oscar nominated. I'm excited. And you may wonder, how did you get this, Steve? I really have two people to thank. Leonard and Jesse Malton. Over the weekend, I went to Malton Fest. If you didn't check it out, make sure you check out Malton Fest next year. I saw some amazing movies. Go check out a movie called Please Give. It's by Nicole Holof Center. That's H O L O F C E N E R. <clears throat> Please Give is super good film. Catherine Keener, Oliver Platt. Another movie they introduced me to, Sing Street. It's a movie out of Ireland. It's about a boy that goes to a new school and the things that he does to fit in. And get a girl that he has a thing for. I loved it. Both films made me think of family. Both films made me think of childhood. They're two completely different films, but I highly recommend them. It's called Please Give, and it's called Sing Street. I met some very awesome people while I was out there, some fellow podcasters. Another great film that you should check out, as silly as it sounds... Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. It's available on YouTube, so you can see the whole thing for free. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. And a, a, a real funny thing that, that goes into this is there was an act, and I don't remember their names, but they're the main stars of the, of the film. And back in the day, they were a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis imitation act. And the guy that's playing Jerry Lewis, you forget that it's not Jerry Lewis. The guy that's playing Dean Martin, I'm not going to lie, I don't see Dean Martin. I don't hear Dean Martin when he sings. But for the time, I'm sure he was spot on. But this Jerry Lewis is amazing. He's not Jerry Lewis, but you think it is. Bella Lugosi meets a broken gorilla. And another movie they introduced me to is Songcatcher. It's not going to be for everybody, but I really enjoyed it. It's a good romantic drama there there's some good comedy in it it's not a comedic film not in any way but those are some good films to check out please give sing street song catcher and my week's recommendation bella lugosi meets a brooklyn gorilla if you like it bella lugosi meets a brooklyn gorilla please let leonard malton know on twitter how much you loved it and you love it because of this podcast if you didn't get a chance, once again, to check out Malton Fest, it was an amazing event. They had some great names out there. I got some great names coming, folks. Bruce Jingles, this week. I hope you enjoy it. I hope your week is going well. I, I just can't express how, how joyous it is and, and how wonderful the world can be. Ladies and gentlemen, tip the veal. Enjoy the staff. Oh, fuck me. I'm fucking this up. Tip the veal. Try the staff. Enjoy the episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the last podcast you'd want. I have with me today on the show 
a comedian. You might not know him, but after today, if you don't know him, you're going to want to. With me today, I got Bruce Jingles. Bruce, how are we doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, we're going to jump right into it with a question uh, that I always like to ask my guests for an opener. Do you happen to remember the first movie you ever walked out of the theater, if you've walked out of one? I walked out as in I hated. Yeah, as in you did not like it. The first 20 minutes, you're like, fuck this, I'm done. Oh, oh, you can cuss on your show? Okay. Oh, ab- yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Uh, first movie I ever walked out of. Huh. Uh, um, I don't remember. No, that's 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 all right. I don't know I if mean, it's because I was high or. <laughs> no, no that's, I, I have no idea. Uh, no, that's that's okay. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, some people don't remember. Some people do. Uh, do you happen to remember the last movie you walked out of? If you, I mean, once again, if you've walked out of a movie. I don't. I, I don't tend to walk out of movies. Okay. Because uh, it's number one, they're too damn expensive. So you got to sit through the whole thing. Uh, number two, I'm I, I, I'm I'm very good at picking the movies I want to see, and I can I usually can tell if they're gonna be horrible or not. Um, it's usually if it's a really bad superhero movie like uh, Electra, like not uh, before this new uh, Marvel Phase Three. Okay. Uh, if if it's um super if I did walk out of it, if it was a super movie that was made horribly. Okay, um, no, I'll agree with you on Electra. I remember seeing that in the theaters and it was quite horrible. Oh yeah. Daredevil, there's another one. Yeah, but, I, I. But Daredevil that, was all uh, splash pages. Was all what splash pages? Was all splash pages. Those are the pages that um, in comic books where you, instead of the panels, you just have one page. And oh right, and it's the uh, and it's uh, you know the glor- the glorified uh, uh, picture in the, in the issue. Absolutely, uh, I, I will agree with you on that one. Um, do you happen to have a, a favorite director, someone that you know when a, when one of their films is coming out, you know you're not going to wait two three days, you're going to try and catch it opening day. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. What would uh, what would your Christopher Nolan film uh, favorite Nolan film be? My favorite Christopher Nolan film, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. I uh, I'm a big fan of The Dark Knight. Uh, I was a big fan of The Joker. Oh, so uh, yeah. I, I absolutely. Uh, so I. Pardon me. Uh, have you uh, Have you seen Interstellar yet? Yes, I have. I, I enjoyed it. You did. Uh, did you? It was like did, I think it, Interstellar was more his take on Alien. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that. So Christopher Nolan, uh I'm a big fan of uh of his as well. So I mean come on, he made Batman into made, a crime drama. Yeah, he made Batman a Batman legit great, crime great drama. Like you know what I mean? Like maybe a rich motherfucker could put on a costume and you know, it was it just it was it wasn't the Batman uh character or the Gotham City we did we'd seen before, whereas uh, in uh, Batman the Michael Keaton version of Gotham City was a set. 
He actually Absolutely. made Gotham Gotham City into a city, an actual city. Uh, a much better take than what Tim Burton gave us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, well, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at the time too. Oh, of course. When of Tim course. Burton did it too. Oh, when when Tim Burton came out, it it was amazing. It was for the time. It was extraordinary, especially with uh, key players like Michael Keaton with Jack Nicholson. Um, mm. But no, I'll agree with you. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, are on the fence with, you know, whether Nicholson Ledger, uh, I'm a Ledger guy. Ledger, down. Ledger, all the way. Because Nicholson, uh, all Nicholson was doing was Nicholson's version of Cesar Romero. That's all it was. It was you're his, ab- you know, yes. it, it's, you know, he, he phoned, he, Nicholson phoned that in. As a matter of fact, Nicholson phones in most of the stuff he does. I mean, he's great, but mm, I don't know. No, I think I, eventually uh, you're going to find out that he was caught up in more uh, scandals than what led on to be, uh, i.e. Uh, him hanging out with uh, Roman Polanski. Okay. I, <laughs> I know what you're saying with that one. Um, but, no, I'll agree with you. He he absolutely was just doing his own version of uh, of the 1960s Joker from, mm-hmm. from the TV series. I, I, I will agree with you on that one. Um, moving on, uh, is there a movie that, that you like to watch uh, over and over that you could just watch every day uh, if you just want background noise, if you just want to sit down and lose your mind? Blazing Saddles. All right, Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks. That, that's, I, I love Blazing Saddles. Greatest comedy ever made. I grew up on, um, I grew up on Mel Brooks. And I think it's really funny because I, I loved the movie. And then watching it as an adult, realizing all of what's actually in it. I recently listened to an interview with Mel Brooks, and I did not know, like, the extent of, of what went into making the movie to where he thought that they were using the vulgar language too much. And I believe he had Richard Pryor as a co-writer with the film. He was originally supposed to play Bart. And they were like, no, 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 you're not using the, the language enough. You need to use it more. Yeah, because uh, Richard Pryor was originally the sheriff. But yeah. Richard Pryor was also, in Warner Brothers' eyes, too much of a wild card. And I had to agree with him. Because if you really look at, <clears throat> excuse me, if you really look at Blazing Saddles and you compare the two, the one thing that Cleavon Little gave to the character was class and dignity. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Out, and, of all, and I, out of all the shit that was going down in the movie, Bart had remained, had class and dignity. Now, Pryor yeah. playing that part? Nah. No, he would have been, it would have been too vulgar with Pryor. Nah, not too vulgar. It would have been, I mean, I mean, how vulgar is too vulgar? You know, um, it would have been vulgar nothing just the same because most of the vulgar parts were written by the Jewish writers. Yeah. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? And, and matter of fact, most of the black parts Mel Brooks wrote and most of the Jewish parts Pryor wrote. <laughs> Pryor that. wrote the fart scene. He wrote, uh, he created Mongo. Uh, you know that scene, uh, don't, Mongo only pawn in Game, in of, Game Life. of Life. That's yeah. right. That's Pryor. Um, uh, he wrote uh, the ending, uh, the big fight scene. 
Okay. The the breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's amazing. So so prior prior made his contribution, but I think I think uh Cleveland Little made a bigger contribution by keeping the keeping the character uh, to have dignity and class. Absolutely. With throughout all that and that's that's uh why that that movie kind of well no it definitely created my character uh how I perceive things excellent no I love I absolutely love Blazing Saddles so I'm right there with you uh would that be would that be like a movie that that takes you back to your childhood yes or are there are there other movies that you include there that you can watch that just brings you back to uh you know a younger more innocent time uh the Exorcist. <laughs> no. Well, that was the first. That was the first movie that uh, my that was the first movie I ever. I went to a walk-in. I was three. Yeah. Really. Good. good yeah. Good movie choice, mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 then and then at the, in those days, I that was seventy-three. Those days, you could leave your kid in the seat, and it won't and the kid won't get messed with, right? Yeah. So the, she, uh, her, and, and I, my parents decided to, to uh, go get a go get a soda or whatever, or go fool around. I don't know. And then they uh, uh, they picked the wrong scene. They picked the scene where she spins her head, <laughs> right? So yeah, little thirteen year old Bruce Jingles is sitting there all willy nilly and just Wah! and then scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And then. And then the second movie was Blazing Saddles, so which explains okay. a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that that just kind of takes me right into my, my next question. Would The Exorcist be the first movie that gave you nightmares that you remember? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's that, that head spinning and, and green pea vomiting. Yeah. Yeah, that's all the classics. Of course, and then, then then and then fucking shoving a shovel, shoving a cross up her cooter, and yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. Your your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, but 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 also having said that, I saw at the same time I saw Saturday Night Live with Richard Pryor's version of it. Okay. So it so it nullified it. Absolutely. You know, they made it funny, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, one, uh, one random question, uh, and it's okay if you don't remember it. Uh, I just like to kind of spring it. Uh, do you happen to remember the first movie that you bought an R-rated ticket to? Or the first R-rated movie you bought a ticket to? Oh, first, first R-rated movie? Yeah. Of course. Past Times at Ridgemont High. Past Times at Ridgemont High. That is an awesome film to, is to have. Is that the Rosemead 4? And that summer... It was summer of '82, and I saw it 22 times <laughs> in the theater. Yeah, in the theater. Wow, that that's a record. The most I've seen a movie is nine times for, in the theater, uh, and that was well, Jurassic you know, Park. That one scene with Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. <laughs> you know, twelve-year-old oh. Bruce Jingles saw that. It was, oh, that was oh, the summer he... I got calluses. <laughs> That's awesome. Phoebe Cates, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Now, here's here's a fun one. Uh, did you know the original t- uh, title for Fast Times at Ridgemont High was supposed to be Fast Times at Claremont High? 
because the li- writer lived in San Diego and actually based off Claremont High School? Yeah. Yes, I did. And it wasn't Claremont. It was the San, uh, Claremont, San Diego area. Yeah. Um, I, live, I live right by Claremont, uh, uh, L.A. area. Okay. That's um I always I always thought that was that was great with uh with it being, you know, a Southern California thing and being a Southern California person. Mhm. Um you Cameron, happen- Cameron Crow. Yep. Do you happen to go to the movies a lot? Do you do you like to yes, uh, I do. What was the last movie you saw in the theater? The greatest comic book movie ever made. There we go. Marvel Endgame. Yes. And and your your thoughts is it your favorite Marvel film to yes. date? Yes. How many times have we seen it so far? Just once, twice, three, three times. Okay, I've only—I'm not gonna lie—I've only seen it once, but I, I'm gonna—I'm probably gonna catch it uh, sometime this upcoming week again. But uh, uh, was it was it the complete culmination that you were hoping, you were expecting for? And was more. It? And, and more. more. Excellent. And more. I, I, um, I mean. Uh, I so I think it's funny. My friend and I we did a full a full recap going number twenty one to number one. My top three was Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, and Black and uh, Black Panther before mm-hmm. Endgame. What was your number one Marvel? Um, I had to tie uh, the Black Panther and uh, and uh, Endgame. Simply okay. because, for two reasons, uh, Black Panther is my favorite character, favorite Marvel character. Uh, now you got to think back in the '70s when he first came out. There were no black, uh, there were no black characters. Right. Uh, this was a black character who was uh, not only was the ruler of an African nation, a prosperous African nation. Uh, he was he was a badass, you know. You know what I mean. Uh, he was he was put it this way. If you compare Batman, who was my second favorite character, and the Black Panther, you put it uh, where Bruce Wayne is the head of Wayne Industries. T'Challa rules a nation. Oh, of course, yeah. A prosperous African nation. That is the lead is the world's supplier of vibranium. Uh, so you have that aspect to it, of course. So yeah, I mean, uh, I love Black Panther. Uh, it's probably one of the only Marvel films that the next day I was I was still in awe, and I was like, I gotta I gotta go back and I gotta watch it again. The other reason why I loved it is if they would have done it when they were going to do it with Wesley Snipes, it would have been horrible. It, uh, were, were they were they going to do it back in the nineties? They were they were going to do it in the nineties. Um, oh, before I uh, before Stan had sold the rights uh, of a lot of characters because okay. Marvel was going bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I prefer him much more as Blade than I would T'Challa. Yeah, I do too. The other thing I, too, if they would have done it in the nineties, T'Challa or or Wakanda would have looked like Zamunda. It had just been a set. It had just, yeah. just been horrible. Yeah, I mean, when you're really looking at it, I think Denzel would make a better T'Challa, and then you could use Snipe as a good Killmonger. In the, in the 90s now. 
Nah, but, but I, no, I can I don't, see uh, Denzel as the, the Black Panther. But, oh, man, but no, I, I, I definitely couldn't see Snipes. Like, he's an amazing Blade. Uh, and I love the fact that, the, that there's been talks of possibly even bringing that series back with Marvel with Wesley. Yeah, they are. They're, they're talking about it because I think they're going to do the Monsters Unleashed uh, storyline, you know, Morbius and... Uh, oh, yeah, because they're, uh, the, they're doing the Morbius film with Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. He was a horrible joker, by the way. He was, he was a horrible joker. Uh, are, are you looking forward to uh, Spider-Man Far From Home? Yes. Yes, I am. I think I think that's going to be really good. That's going to be the phase of uh, or the end of phase three, uh, and hopefully should be uh, something good to leave us for phase four. Uh, what I wonder what they're going to do for phase four. Are they going to use uh, the what? Are they going to use their shitty uh, uh, Marvel characters from the '80s like Dazzler and uh, 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 there's so many shitty characters. They can oh, there there are. I, I mean, I know. For but phase I think four, they should use the Micronauts. The Micronauts. They kind of hinted to it in. Uh, they they hinted to it in 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 Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really I, I want to go back and I want to check so much because I know Howard the Duck has has a cameo in mm-hmm. Endgame. Uh, so I want to go back and I want to look for him. I know the scene that he's in. So I want to go back. Uh, just so many great things that are just hidden within Endgame that can mm-hmm. lead to the future. I know we're getting a Black Panther sequel. I know we're getting a Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, I know we're getting Volume Three for Guardians at some point once James Gunn is doing uh, his reboot retake of Suicide Squad, which I'm also very excited for. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's a little known thing, and my girlfriend uh, used to work for Stan. She was uh, his handler at conventions and stuff. Oh, all right. And That's uh, cool. and Stan's. Uh, Take on the DC movies where, well, I saw Suicide Squad and uh, no, nothing, nobody did any anything suicidal. Why was it rated R? <laughs> and that's but that's, that's Stan's take on it. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's right. He's he's absolutely right. He is absolutely right. Uh, and the I'm, fact that I had a friend that was in in the movie uh, Adam Beach, uh, he. Uh, he played Ripcord. Oh, okay. Oh, isn't he the first one to go? Yeah. And I was like, dude, you're in the movie for 12 minutes. I go, yeah, he's all, and he said, yeah, you should have seen the check, though. And I went, okay, well. And they, I think it's funny because they literally, if you watch the trailer for the movie, they they show every every one of his scenes in the trailer. And yeah. <laughs> technically including his death scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which and I, then, but I was still, but still, wouldn't you want to be a part of it? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, DC or Marvel, uh, I, I would, I would love to be neither of those if, if given the opportunity. Um, what do you think? I, here's a question for you. Sure. What do you think DC's DC's problem is in making movies? They're not willing to take the time and effort that Marvel took to set up what they need to set up in in the future. Yeah, for future films. Like it, what they what they did is they basically did a Superman movie, and then they did Superman versus Batman. Which I liked. Which I liked. Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved the Superman movie, and then they did Superman versus Batman, and then they did what Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was amazing. Yeah. 
uh, and then it was Justice League, then it was Aquaman. Uh, you really should take the time to, to set up all of these origins before trying to do the culmination with Justice League. And I'm glad they scrapped the Flash movie. I, yeah, I hear there's, there's still talks of trying to make it. Um, I, think, I think the actor they have playing Barry Allen on the Flash TV show is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think they made a big mistake on not just hiring him to play Barry in the movie. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. I thought so uh, too. So I I I mean you can bring you bring in the fan because you can simply bring in the flat uh, the fans from the TV series to the movie. Yeah, because Marvel, Marvel does that. Marvel does that. Marvel has continuity with all their stuff. With all their uh, with anything that goes with the TV. I will say the one thing I was kind of bummed about with Endgame is is we did not see any defenders. I would have loved to have seen, and and even that final fight scene, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, just all of them, just out there, just throwing fists. Yeah, um, I was looking for them actually. Yeah, merely because you you have you have all of these TV shows from Marvel, um, that you that you can cross over with, uh, and I think it was a missed opportunity. Um, but we'll see what they end up doing with that with the TV shows uh, if they bring them over to the. To their Disney Plus network. Yeah, yeah, because that that you know when they got rid of the uh, network, uh, the Netflix stream, streaming and everything, you are, I told everybody, uh, don't don't worry, uh, Disney's gonna start their own thing and they'll have just have everything. But yeah, um, but it question. also but it also frightens me that they can do eventually like Spider Mouse or or. Or uh, you know, you know, combine Disney and Marvel, which would be yeah. If, uh, oh no, I I completely agree with you. I I <laughs> I just I just don't want to see Mickey Mouse in the Spider Man outfit swinging <laughs> with his laugh. No, that would be. Oh, but what I, I do want to see from Marvel, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Okay. Because I know um, uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, who helped create uh, Moon Knight and uh, and uh, the New Mutants? Uh, no, one of, probably one of the greatest uh, comic book artists of our time uh, is a friend of mine, and uh, it just the plans for the Moon Knight. I I just want to see it because I want to see Sinkevich's work on screen. And if the director tries to make it as abstract as as Sienkiewicz's art is, okay. Well, that's a that's a that's a good one, uh, and hopefully hopefully we can see uh, lots of lots of good things coming up with with Marvel and all of that. Um, one question I like to ask my fans: Do you happen to be a Back to the Future fan? Yes, I am. So the question I like to propose: In the past, in the future. Does Mayor Goldie Wilson become mayor of his own destiny, or does Mayor Goldie Wilson become mayor because Marty goes back in time and tells him you're going to be mayor someday? His own destiny. His own destiny. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. I, it's it's not a it's not a big explanation answer. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, but it's one I always like to ask uh, ask the my guests. Uh, it's uh, funny you brought up Mayor Goldie Wilson. And why is uh, that? I uh, used to date. Uh, uh, I dated a woman that used to date him. 
Really? Yeah. That's kind of funny. That's funny. Yeah. yeah um, as we're uh, as we're coming to an end here, do you happen to have a, a movie recommendation, something you haven't talked about on the podcast that you feel the listeners might want to check out, give it a chance, something that might have fallen through the cracks? Hmm. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's a Peter Jack Jackson movie. Okay. Uh, it came out years ago. It's called Meet the Feebles. <laughs> Meet the Feebles. I know Meet the. Feebles. Isn't that a puppet movie? Yeah. <laughs> Meet and the it's, Feebles. It's 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 it, it's so bad. <laughs> that it's, it's so good. bad. It's good. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> I've I've seen it. So yeah, I will agree with you. Meet the Feebles. So bad. It's good. Well, excellent. Um, I'll tell you one movie I'm not looking forward to, and I'm looking forward to at the uh, commercial right now, Aladdin. Uh, I am not looking forward to that film. I'm going to tell you right now, my wife will probably make me go to the movies to see that one with her. Um, but all of these all of these Disney remakes that they're doing, I do not, I do not see a point on. Um, uh, Jungle Book, I liked. No, I, I will agree. Christopher Jungle Walken's Book, I, I loved movie. it was amazing. Bill Murray yes. as Baloo. Yes. Uh, I thought Jungle Book was great. Um, but Cinderella, I went and saw that one in the theater because my wife goes to see a lot of bad movies with me. Uh, I was not a fan of Cinderella. I do not like uh, the look that they had for Dumbo. Um, no. I, I, I'm not excited with what they have for Aladdin. And I'll go see Lion King just to see what they do with it, just to see what they do differently. Yeah, because uh, Lion King and uh, Aladdin are my two favorite Disney movies. Absolutely. Um, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking more. I'm looking more forward to Lion King than Aladdin because Aladdin is my favorite, and I love Robin Williams, and that's a hard act to follow. That's a uh, very hard act to follow. Uh, that's. Oof. You know, I like maybe I wish Will Smith luck, but I don't know. Yeah. Because the difference uh, is, um, uh, Robin, he did his own lines in the movie. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite things is the opening scene when he's playing the 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 salesman. They literally just gave him props to work with in the recording studio. So when you hear him going, "It will not break. It will not. It broke." Yeah. He was just fucking with things in the sound studio, and whatever he was messing with probably broke on him. Yeah. No, so I, yeah, Robin Williams in, in Aladdin is amazing. That's, that right there is my childhood. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was born in 82. So, like, Aladdin came out in, like, 92, 93. So I was, you know, 9, 10, 11, something like that. So, no, that, yeah, that movie is probably, that's my favorite Disney musical. My favorite Disney cartoon is Emperor's New Groove. Okay, I never, I never really got into those. Oh, um, I just Aladdin holds a special heart in my uh, special place in my heart because I used to watch it with my stepdaughter. Okay, yeah, but I now, it's, and now she watches it with her daughter. So that's, okay. and that's 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 good family tradition and memories right there. That's awesome. Um, where uh, where can people find you online? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, any local comedy shows you're doing? Uh yeah, I, they can find me just uh Google just Google Bruce Jingles B R U C E J I N G L E S and that'll lead you to my social media, my Facebook, 
uh, my Facebook fan page, my Instagram, and my Twitter. Excellent, excellent. And uh, as far as, uh, when is this uh, episode coming out? Uh, so it'll probably be out, here, hold on two seconds. Uh, today is that, so we're looking at probably the 16th, so two the weeks 16th. from today. Two weeks from today. Uh, check my check my website, brucejingles.com. Okay. To find out when I'm in your area. Excellent. And, I mean, I know it's already been announced uh, uh, by the man himself, but come January next year, you're doing a little uh, – you doing a little cruise? Yes. Chris Jericho's cruise. Chris Jericho's cruise, Rockin' Rager at Sea, uh, Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. I'm not sure exactly what he's calling it, but you got to be excited <laughs> for that. He said Electric Boogaloo. That's what I, I've been calling it, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, how are you not going to call something, too, Electric, electric Boogaloo? Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, you, had, you, my, got, you got to. That's that's my second episode of my podcast, Episode 2, Electric Boogaloo. Like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, do everything I've been doing that since the, since uh, anything came out with the two. Yo, how how can you not? So yeah, so you got the Rock and Rager two, Electric Boogaloo, uh, and that uh, I I'm, I'm just super that lineup. Just, just that lineup. Oh, I'm super jelly with everyone and everything that they have on there. If you're a wrestling fan, yeah, it's uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X Pac. Uh, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, yeah. uh, Booker T, Charmel, Eric Bischoff, uh, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Um, uh, and Chris, uh, Chris I hear and I hear, of course, the man Chris Jericho. Uh, I hear, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, also, uh, Chris Jericho's uh, band Fozzie will be playing. I'll be performing a stand-up on the cruise. Uh, Brad Brad Williams is Brad the Williams movie. is the master of ceremonies. Okay, and I just uh, Sarah I have, Tiana, I have to bring up real quick because I think it's hilarious and I just remembered it. I was listening to Brad Williams on Bert Kreischer, and mm. he he told the story of a time that he was riding with you. Brad Williams was riding with you, and a cop pulls up next to you guys and mouths to Brad, "Are you all right?" <laughs> Yeah. Do you re- do you remember that? Yes, I do. That is hilarious. I think uh, I think Brad Williams is hilarious. Yes. Um, so to hear him tell that story, I, I popped when I was listening to it because it was it was a year or two ago that he did told it on Bert. But I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts when I work, and I was just and he was like, "Yeah, man, I was just driving around with this comedian Bruce Jingles," and I popped. I'm like, "Oh, uh, we follow each other on Instagram. That's awesome." Yeah, I know. I know. I know Brad very well, and I know uh, Bert very well. That's awesome. That's super. That's super funny. And Bert uh, was so, on the first cruise. Was Bert really on the first cruise? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I did not know that. that I did not know that one. That's funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I got the, you know I got the gig. Everybody recommended me. Like all the wrestlers recommended me. Because uh, I know every pretty much all the wrestlers I need to know. You know what of, I mean? And, of course. And. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just worked out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, I'm going to let you get going with your day. Thank you for coming on. Uh, people, you can find him. Uh, Google Bruce Jingles. He's got some great comedy. Uh, he's got some great gigs coming up in your area, I'm sure. If not, contact your local comedy club. Tell them that you want to see Bruce Jingles. Yeah, please do. 
And follow uh, me on social media. And give him a follow. You can find me at TLPYW on Twitter, on Instagram at the last podcast you'd want. Uh, other than that, this is the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Tip the veal, try the staff. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door. In case you didn't notice Mary anymore. If you like our show, tell everyone but. If you think it's great, keep your big mouth shut. Ever wonder how your buddy got those exclusive wrestling superstar action figures? Finn Balor or even that Ric Flair autograph 8x10 photo that you can't find in stores? Chances are they came from Pro Wrestling Loot, Professional Wrestling's most unique and fan-friendly monthly subscription box. Pro Wrestling Loot customizes a 5-7 item mystery box for wrestling fans that includes exclusive t-shirts, action figures, collectibles, trading cards, pins, autographs, and more that you can't find anywhere else. Today, for all of our last podcast you'd want listeners, we have a deal for you. Just head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and enter the promo code LASTPODCAST to check out to save 20% off your first box with Pro Wrestling Loot. With over 20,000 followers online and presence at some of the biggest conventions in the United States, including WrestleCon and StarCast, Pro Wrestling Loot just isn't a business. With ties to indie, mainstream, lucha libre, American, and European pro wrestling, Pro Wrestling Loot is always sending out the most unique items with you in mind over the last five years. Sign up today at ProWrestlingLoot.com for just $24.99 and start receiving your monthly Pro Wrestling Loot box. Plus, for a limited time, enter code LASTPODCAST and receive 20% off your first box. Pro Wrestling Loot, for the fan in all of us.